Hello, and welcome to Signify Lighting Talks. My name is Jonathan Weinert, editor for the global brand and marketing team at Signify. This podcast series is our unbiased, unvarnished, and always engaging educational companion. It's an addition to what we bring to you via the Signify Academy, which you can find online at signify.com academy. In this series of episodes, we cover the intriguing and thought-provoking world of connected lighting. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Uh, in this episode of the Light That Connects podcast series, I'm pleased to introduce Alina Dianova, Global Subsegment Manager for Office and Industry at Signify. Uh, Alina joins me today to give us her insights into the field of lighting for healthcare. Hello, Alina, and welcome. Hi, hi, everyone. Um, so uh, maybe I start with a short introduction from my side. I am with Signify for already more than 10 years. Uh, and of course, prior to that, I also have experience with research and uh, innovation. Uh, within Signify, I have been uh, both in commercial roles in various markets across the globe and also together with R&D running global program management and various improvement programs for smart cities in public sector. Since uh, 2021, I've been focusing on healthcare, establishing portfolio, shaping value proposition, studying healthcare systems across the globe, and working with some of the best practitioners in healthcare sector in various countries. So it's been quite an exciting journey so far. Thank you, Alina. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. We've been talking at Signify a lot recently about lighting designed for human health and well-being and the effect that lighting can have on those uh, on human health and well-being. But when we talk about lighting for healthcare, we're talking about something even more specific. Uh, and could you kind of give an overview of what the lighting for healthcare segment is all about? And, and what uh, what lighting for healthcare includes? Uh, lighting in general as such is important in every application, but uh, healthcare, like you say, has its own specifics. I think to understand healthcare needs better, we also need to understand uh, what's happening in the industry. So on one hand, we have people, so the aging population, the limited access to healthcare, the long working hours for healthcare staff, and of course, there's always lack of resources and staff. And especially under uh, after pandemic, we see that uh, things only got more challenging. On another side, we actually have infrastructure-related challenges. So rising energy costs, a need to cut down on waste, a need to make operations more efficient, and again, lack of resources and staff. So if we think of a building infrastructure, um, which of course uh, is also related to healthcare since at the end of the day that these are hospitals, these are senior care facilities, emergency centers, rehabilitation centers, and so on and so forth. So if you think of this infrastructure, these are actually all together with all other buildings causing about 36% of CO2 emissions globally. And we actually see that healthcare is one of the industries that is really lagging behind uh, if you compare to some of the other, let's say, higher commercialized industries like manufacturing, uh, warehousing, uh, commercial offices. So a lot of challenges to tackle. As we said, it's budget, budget constraints, 
a lot of health and well-being related constraints, which are basically related to the core of the healthcare, and um, things related to actually optimizing processes and providing better access for healthcare for wider populations and uh, the, the changing population needs. So like that, we need to position uh, and address uh, the solutions that basically can support on these needs, right? So if we talk about sustainability, then of course our uh, solutions have to be sustainable. We have to provide uh, an option to reduce energy consumption. We have to support the reductions of CO2 emissions. Uh, but at the same time, this has to be affordable, right? So if we are talking about masses, uh, then it has to be affordable and scalable. Besides this, of course, we also create certain new building codes and we have to ensure compliance and support um, our uh, hospitals, our healthcare facilities on their financial performance, because as mentioned, budget constraints is one of the key uh, challenges for the industry. On another uh, hand, you know, the health and well-being is really the core of what they are doing. So what about patient experience? Can we enhance it with lighting? Can we support patients' recovery? Can we make, uh, you know, the um, really kind of sometimes really uh, scary uh, uh, environments if you think of all kinds of procedures and you are being a patient who goes into operation you, probably you, you do not feel so relaxed right or it, it's also an emotional moment quite often so can we make these spaces more welcoming more relaxing more calming can we support uh, staff who is already under pressure and has to deal with more patients and they have less teammates nowadays, unfortunately, can we provide task adaptive lighting? Lighting then can, you know, help examination process to run smoother, that can actually provide the right lighting scene on the right time. So when the patient is sleeping, and the nurse needs to do a checkup so that we provide just enough lighting to do that exactly, uh, but nothing more, right? Not to disturb the patient's sleep. So that that's basically what lighting can do nowadays, especially the smart lighting and connected lighting. And that's why, uh, you know, because we are talking about how can we make operations more efficient, we also need to think that lighting nowadays can be um, acting as a backbone for digitalization of a facility. Today, we can do so much just through the lighting infrastructure. Besides providing the functional lighting, we can embed various sensors. We can support the safety in the space. We can help and uh, disinfect the air and improve the air quality oh. in, in the facility. We can uh, provide insights on how you know the space is being used what is happening in terms of environmental situation in, in the space, right? So many, many aspects have to be considered when we are talking about lighting and especially with the new beyond illumination capabilities, we can address some of those critical challenges that the industry is facing today. So when we talk about uh, beyond illumination capabilities, we're really talking about um, the benefits uh, and the opportunities 
presented by um, Connected Lighting. And obviously the name of this podcast series is Light That Connects, and you've touched a little bit on some of the benefits that Connected Lighting brings. Um, could you talk a little bit more about uh, what uh, uh, lighting experiences can do for um, your patients uh, and visitors and even staff in a, in a hospital or a, a healthcare facility? Yeah, so if, if we actually start thinking of what connected lighting can do, I think it's good to also identify a few layers. So first of all, lighting remains a lighting infrastructure as, as is, right? And uh, the, the transfer to LED makes it more flexible. We help uh, the uh, hospital consume less energy. So of course, energy optimization is one of the benefits of a contemporary lighting infrastructure. But with the connected lighting, we can also help reduce maintenance. So if we think of actually hospital operators and managing companies and facility management, this is a big task that we can help them improve because you can actually, uh, with connected lighting, you can analyze um, the situation with your um, assets, right? So is it running? Do you need to um, upgrade? Uh, is everything working fine? So you can actually even define schedules and um, make sure that there is the right light in the right time in the right place. So a lot of hassle related to maintenance like that is gone. Um, besides that, of course, we are talking about the layer of health and well-being. So with scene management, uh, imagine a doctor uh, is doing an examination of a patient. So you would like him or her to be able to um, examine the patient properly. And for that, quite often we would need specific lighting with certain spectrum, for example, to see the veins, uh, to evaluate the oxygenation of the tissues, etc. So lighting can support on these tasks as well. We only need to provide the right scene right, to manage the task. Um, so we also know already from many studies uh, that lighting has also biological impact. So how can we use bioadaptive lighting in um, patient care, in staff uh, support, right? So think of um, nurse station where nurses have to to go through shift work, uh, work, right? So type of experience. So it's um, unstandardized working hours, uh, quite often stressful situations. And, um, you know, it, it's in general hard job because also we, we know that nurses are even being attacked by patients or, you know, the, the relatives uh, just because of the emotional situation. Um, that is happening. And so can you actually help protect your staff during inpatient intake, for example? So like that, we, we are thinking that we should not only provide, let's say, the, the right lighting in the right time, but also equip our infrastructure, which is so dense, probably, uh, you know, that's probably the most dense infrastructure that you can think of if you think of a building. We are present everywhere. So can we reuse that infrastructure to also ensure that you know, staff is safe. So, for example, we integrated um, real-time location services into lighting, and then we can uh, provide uh, badges for the staff with panic buttons so that they can right away call for support. Um, so if we also talk about 
large facilities, then space management becomes quite important. How to understand if uh, I have enough space, um, how to actually distribute patient flow and visitors flow so that I can reduce the um, you know probability of hospital acquired infections. So all of this you can actually do through lighting again, thanks to the fact that it is very dense, you you actually can get data points from every part of the building and then it's quite easy to analyze in terms of workflows. We can also support indoor navigation quite often. Um, if you think of hospitals, especially big, bigger hospitals, these are, you know, quite often hard to navigate, especially if you think of a patient who comes in a certain condition and pretty often, you know, navigation in the hospital is not the first thing that they're thinking of. They just need to get as fast as possible to the right doctor uh, to, to actually get, uh, you know, support. So making indoor navigation easier is again possible through lighting infrastructure, but unfortunately not um, not many know about this uh, opportunity today, right? Um, so having environmental monitoring is already something that you see more often nowadays, especially with improvements in um, HVAC systems that were happening recently, also thanks to the pandemic. Um, but collecting data on environment uh, through lighting infrastructure can be much cheaper and maybe uh, also as reliable as uh, highly accurate professional sensors. Uh, just thanks again to the density, um, and then this data can be reused um, in uh, other systems. So thinking of also how these systems can coexist, how they can collaborate with each other as an ecosystem is becoming more important. And then you can think of various applications, be it ICU, be it patient ward, um, be it uh, NICU or any other medical application. The key is to take care of patient, to support staff, to release staff uh, from, let's say, their uh, routine tasks to actually cater for the core, the patient care. So if we can reach that with lighting, that's basically the requirement for every medical space. So when you talk about the uh, dense infrastructure, you really mean that lighting is everywhere where people are and that uh, we have the opportunity then when the lighting is connected um, for uh, a dense network of sensors and other kinds of uh, uh, connected devices in the illuminated spaces where we could do things like indoor navigation and the uh, um, the panic buttons that you were talking about. Isn't that right? Yep. Yep. That's absolutely correct. So, and, and indoor navigation, just for people who don't know, is really kind of like an indoor GPS, right? Where you can almost have, uh, if you're looking for a particular room or a resource of some kind, you can get turn by turn uh, directions uh, for that sort of thing. Uh, within the building uh, or maybe even on a campus where there are multiple buildings. Well, healthcare professionals rely on uh, data and measurements. Uh, they have to be able to quantify performance and outcomes. Um, can you share some facts and figures that demonstrate the effectiveness of the kinds of systems that you were just describing? Sure, uh, indeed, that's another interesting question. And I think here we also need to think of uh, various target groups. So let's start uh, with a hospital as a building, right? And I think um, 
I already mentioned that energy efficiency is one of the challenges. So think about that today energy consumption in a hospital for lighting alone can go up to 21%, which is significant, right? So you need lighting 24-7 to even perform the core activities in a healthcare facility. So with transferring to not just LED, but connected lighting system, one can save up to 80% of the energy. If we now start thinking of a biological effect of lighting, I would like to quote here a recent study of Harvard Research Group, which showed that falls incidence in a senior care uh, could be reduced by up to 43% with tunable white lighting solutions. So here we are talking about saving thousands of lives annually, which is priceless. There are also other studies that show that better lead environments um, that include daylight have a proven positive effect on employee performance. So if we think of staff pressure, right, um, and especially during the pandemic, it was um, uh, highlighted many times uh, about the mental burden and how it impacts employees me mentally. So now we have studies that actually show that um, lighting can uh, help improve mental function up to by 25%, which is very significant. And if we think about productivity, so there are studies that actually show that lighting can improve productivity by up to 23%. So these are some of the impressive numbers, but there are even more studies happening as we speak that uh, target uh, uh, evaluation of lighting effect in uh, various applications uh, in healthcare, be it immune system, be it um, uh, basically uh, labor, shift work, and so on. Well, it sounds like uh, lighting has a uh, impact on multiple fronts. Um, can you point to some hospitals or healthcare facilities who are getting lighting right? Uh, and can you maybe make a couple of predictions about where healthcare lighting is uh, is heading in the near future? Well, we see that the role of lighting is now being better recognized in healthcare industry by many stakeholders. So doctors, uh, IT department, uh, many started to see the opportunities with lighting. We see quite some studies related to the role of lighting in the healthcare environment happening as we speak. And by the way, uh, I'm talking about various applications. So, for example, intensive care unit where people are studying the effect of lighting on delirium. NICU, where basically the lighting role is being evaluated on helping the, uh, you know, the babies deliver uh, faster and uh, grow. Uh, patient wards, nurse stations, and so on. So there are some already established practices of using lighting for treatment. And now I'm talking in general. Uh, so not uh, only, let's say, the, the general lighting, but even some specific applications. So for example, light therapy is now used for bipolar disorders. Um, there are studies that show how lighting th light therapy can help ease SED, major depression, and perinatal uh, depression. There are practices across the globe deploying phototherapy for newborns for jaundice treatment. Here we are talking about the exposure of skin to a light source, which help convert unconjugated 
bilirubin molecules into water-soluble isomers that can be extruded by the usual pathways. And besides, the treatment lighting is being used also to improve patients and staff experience. For example, in one of the hospitals in Shanghai, uh, Signify helped designing an examination room in which lighting serves as a useful tool to support examination process, helping patients relax and support doctors to stay alert and conduct examination in the most effective manner, which is also one of the simplest ways to support your staff and patients. Quite often medical spaces um, in a hospital do not have windows. That has to do with privacy and simply lack of space. This is where lighting solutions that mimic daylight can be very helpful. Just recently, we have completed a project for an eye clinic in the Netherlands, which had no windows at all. So patients, but especially staff, had to spend their time without any daylight. But now with the new uh, lighting installation, they could really feel the difference when the daylight experience has become accessible for the facility. So from this case study, I can only say that we, we see that we also need to think of um, maybe more intensive collaboration with design and specification community so that the value of lighting could be brought to the next level. Um, so that, you know, you actually consider the value of lighting at an earlier stage because quite often lighting today is being considered as something residual when the building has is been already designed. So imagine if you are designing a new hospital and you can plan lighting with integrated real-time location services as part of an infrastructure that would only require an end user to subscribe. So like that, we can talk about buildings of the next generation where different technologies are working together as an ecosystem, improving healthcare delivery processes. I believe the future of connected lighting is bright. Already now, penetration of connected lighting solutions is growing, and we see more connected projects completed in healthcare, not only in hospitals, but also in senior care, mental care, rehabilitation centers, and so on. Alina, I want to thank you very much for joining us today and for giving us uh, some insight into this really exciting area of uh, healthcare lighting. And I invite you all to uh, uh, check the links out in the uh, podcast description. Uh, we link to some of the uh, connected solutions that Alina was referring to uh, that we offer already at Signify, including uh, Interact, which is our connected lighting system for healthcare. Uh, and Nature Connect, which brings uh, the daylight uh, kinds of experiences that Alina was mentioning into windowless spaces uh, to help people feel better and uh, heal more quickly. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Signify Lighting Talks is a podcast series featuring the leading thinkers and speakers from the world of lighting. My name is Jonathan Weinert. On behalf of Signify, the global leader at lighting, I wish you a brighter life and a better world.